Hello and welcome to Life in Their Sandals. I'm your host, Chris McGrath. This is a podcast where we dive deep into the lives of biblical people to determine how we should live as Christians today. Today, I am so excited to talk about Peter and John. Peter and John were one day on their way walking to the temple. This was just a few days after Jesus had left the apostles as he had ascended into heaven. They had gone then back to Jerusalem to wait for this power that we now know as the Holy Ghost. And after that scene in the upper room, we find ourselves in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John going about their day, probably not knowing uh, exactly what's the right thing to do, but they find themselves doing something familiar, which is prayer. And it was the ninth hour of the day, so it was about 3 p.m. And as they're walking, they see a lame man, someone who had no doubt been there countless times in their path. And as they pass him, something emboldens Peter to ask the lame man to look up at him. And the lame man sees them approaching and thinking that he will receive something from them. The scripture says he lifts up his head and Peter says that he does not have any money for him, which probably was a source of initial disappointment from the lame man. But he says, such as I have, I give to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And Peter, in a moment of radical faith, lifts up the lame man. And as the lame man is lifted, the bones in his legs begin to grow stronger. And the tendons that had not been used in 40 years of being paralyzed are now strengthened enough to support the lame man as he leaps around and jumps, fulfilling Old Testament prophecies that the lame would leap as a heart at the coming of the Messiah. And Peter and John, they take this opportunity of the lame man to point all of the praise to the Lord for what he had done. A crowd had gathered. This was at the gate beautiful. And people began rushing into what was known as Solomon's porch. And they see this incredible moment where somebody that they had also passed daily for years is now running around and praising God. And they see this moment and they decide that they're going to listen to what Peter and John have to say. And Peter takes the occasion to preach to all of the people who had gathered. He doesn't just say that it was enough for the man to be healed. And of course, that was a great miracle, right? In a lot of our days, 3 p.m., someone's already healed from a prayer we prayed. I, You know, that'd be a productive day. Peter decides to take the opportunity to preach about how Jesus was the Messiah and all the people around them were even the ones who would have rather had Barabbas be saved from Pilate than Jesus. And they chose to uh, honor a murderer more than who Peter says is the prince of life and all the people here. And Peter doesn't just issue these words of condemnation, but he instead invites them to then turn from their wicked ways and to choose to follow after a life of Christ. The people hear it and they are so moved, not just from the witnessing of the incredible miracle, but from the words of Peter when he truly elucidated the life and ministry of Jesus and what he was supposed to bring, which was new life, resurrection, a way to turn from the ways of sin that Israel had been living in, and of course, because Israel was like their fathers who had always 
killed the prophets who had always turned away from the words that God was trying to give them. They still killed Jesus. But as we know, it was part of the master plan of man's redemption that Jesus would die and be placed in a tomb, but that he would go into hell and that he would preach to the lost souls and that he would leave hell with the keys to every soul, even people as far back, the scripture says, as the days of Noah who had been living in disobedience. And Peter stands on this Solomon's porch and in this gate beautiful, and he tells the people, you made a mistake, but there's a way to correct it. The people hear it in the scripture recorded as many as 5,000 were saved in that one day. And the high priest and the scribes and the Pharisees are enraged because this person that should have been dead in their eyes was now being credited with healing, even though he had ascended up into heaven. Because Peter was saying, this isn't me or John's ability, but this is from God. They decide to apprehend Peter and John and put them on trial. And Peter and John, mainly Peter being used as the spokesperson, tell them to their face that they were wrong in the case of the Sadducees, that there could be no resurrection of the dead, but that Jesus had rose again and that his life and ministry were still being carried on by the apostles after he had ascended into heaven from the power that they had received from God. These words were so inspirational that so many believed, and the rulers were so scared of the belief of the people that they then decided to send Peter and John away. As they leave, they return to the other apostles, and they tell them all that happened, and they have a prayer meeting that is so powerful that the foundations of the house they are praising in was completely shaken. And they received boldness from God to continue to do the work that they were supposed to do. So what are some of the takeaways from this lesson today? Number one, the miracles that God will perform in your life is always an invitation for others to hear the gospel. Sometimes I think we like to try to hide what God has done for us. And to that, I would say there's no reason to do that, but that we should take every opportunity to give glory to him for what he has done because he is so worthy. And in the act of us giving glory, it will draw other people to him. This lame man was healed after 40 years of being sick. And it inspired so much belief in the people that didn't believe that something could have changed. Maybe even they had prayed for him time and time again. But God will answer prayers again, not on the timetable that we will expect him to do it, but in the time that is right to give him the most glory and cause the most amount of people to believe on him. This incredible miracle caused 5,000 to receive the gospel that they did not even receive when Jesus was alive saying it to their face. But for some reason, this healing of the lame man caused them to believe because Peter did not just let it stop at that, but he continued to preach with power about what they had done wrong and what they needed to do to correct it. Something else that's so powerful from the story is that Although the apostles, Peter and John, were persecuted for what they had done, I would tell you that them sitting one night in jail in their mind would have been so worth the fact that 5,000 people had come into the church. People who are listening to this podcast, if you care about the things of God, know this. The revival is always worth the persecution. There is nothing that the gates of hell can do to prevail against the church. And so when we find ourselves in those situations where we are suffering, even for the work that we are doing for Christ, know that the work you do is not just for something that is temporal on this earth, 
but that it could affect the very eternal souls of people that we walk past every single day. As Peter and John were dragged before that council, Peter's defense was not to say that he wasn't praising God, was not to say that he had the legal right to do so, but his defense was to say that if it's wrong to heal a lame man, if it's wrong to be apostolic, then I guess I must be wrong. If your accusation of me is that I am apostolic, then I don't care about proving you wrong. In fact, you are correct. And I would rather do what God is telling me to do than to change who I am to be what you would be more comfortable with. Peter totally said to the Sadducees and the scribes and the Pharisees that their doctrines were wrong, that their actions were wrong, that not only did they reject the Messiah in a term of disobedience, but that they had in fact killed him. Lastly, Another takeaway I think is so powerful from this narrative in scripture about Peter, John, and the lame man is that as they returned back to the apostles, they wanted to have increased boldness to do what they had already had so much success doing, which is to reach souls with the gospel. And as they were praying in this house with the other apostles, there was such a powerful move that the foundations began to shake. So in your prayer life, if you're listening to this podcast and you wonder, how does this affect me? How does this fit in with my life? Well, when you go to pray, pray for the Holy Ghost to fill you to the point that you would have boldness to dive into even greater revival than you've seen, just like Peter and John. I hope you'll tune in next week. We're going to talk about someone who is very integral to the story of the Bible, and I know that you will enjoy it. We hope to see you next time, but in the meantime, be blessed. I'll see you next week.